The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Hello, welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startups and early stage companies, as well as stories from interesting people in the agriculture and food industry. Today, we're here with RHA co-founder Joe Dales and Devron UAS CEO, David McMillan. David, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur based in Toronto and uh, helped start Devron about five years ago now. And we're building a a leader in agriculture data collection and analysis that uh, covers uh, most of the provinces of Canada and uh, a good part of the U.S. Midwest. Um, We trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange. So we're a little public company. I guess a bit of a different route than a lot of private companies go and in, in their sort of funding journey. Um, and yeah, just really happy to be here and catch up with you guys and talk about all the innovation and digitization that's happening uh, across the, uh, the great industry of, of farming. Uh, would you be able to give us a, a brief overview on some of the products and services you guys offer at Devron? Yeah, absolutely. So, we're, we're kind of focused on, um, I guess, like two main business lines. The, the first is data collection. Um, so most people that are familiar with agriculture technology have obviously heard about everything that's happening in the satellite space. Um, we've kind of gone at a higher resolution to what I say is sort of a, a higher fidelity. Um, so we're focused on using drones uh, is one main data collection product that we provide farmers, uh, as well as soil sampling. So Across Canada and the U.S., we have a network of people um, that provide a turnkey offering for on-demand data collection. So you can imagine any farmer or ag retailer or anyone else in the agribusiness world that wakes up on a Monday morning and realizes, oh, I forgot to soil sample that field, or I have 50,000 acres that I need to get done over a a period of six weeks. Um, They can call us and one turnkey solution, we handle all the logistics organize all the information and we, we get the data back to them as they need. Um, so that's one great part of our business and we've seen a lot of growth uh, in, in that sphere of things over the last, uh, especially 12 months. And on the other side is a, I guess a more bespoke data insights uh, division. So it's a highly agronomic data and analysis focused uh, business line where we're looking at all the variability that exists in every single farm across North America. And it's sort of this idea that, you know, every farm is different as well. Um, You know, soil types are different and what rotation people are on is different and trying to look at like the unbiased indicators of what makes, you know, yield what it is and how can farmers, you know, really at the end of the day, increase their yields and reduce their operating costs and, you know, ultimately impacting a positive farm outcome. Um, so that group's got some data science mixed in with folks that have spent a long time in ag retail, understanding what, you know, farmers need. And we're looking at, although it's, it's still today, very customizable to everyone's specific farm operation. We've done a lot of work on productizing that business. So we're starting to try to create standard offerings that farmers everywhere to some extent can find valuable. And ultimately, those are layered in with um, you can't do good agronomic analysis without good soil sampling and testing. Um, so our two business lines kind of go hand in hand. And we find folks that use both have the highest ROI. So if they're doing good soil sampling and maybe they're looking at some in-season imagery, 
they're also doing good yield analysis, good variable rate seeding and, and spraying and all that good jazz. So slowly working on creating that ecosystem that is sort of a one-stop place for farmers and folks in the eggs world to come and say, I want to improve my operations. I'm not exactly sure where to start. And we offer that full suite of solutions to sort of help uh, consult on that process. Dave, you're, you've been running a very exciting startup. And what I find really interesting is how you financed its startup and its growth uh, using the public markets. Can you uh, tell that story? I think it's, uh, it's very unique and, and innovative in, uh, in the agriculture space. Yeah, so uh, definitely my path is untraditional in terms of, uh, I think, what everybody hears about entrepreneurs doing. And, you know, it's uh, one side is the rag to riches, Silicon Valley, go down and pitch an idea and raise money privately. Um, the other is angel investing, which is still a, a, a private endeavor. Um, what we did is we, we, we are big believers in technology companies in Canada. Um, my previous to starting Devron, I worked in on Bay street, raising money for junior mining companies. So again, highly speculative lottery ticket type exercises where you're trying to find a new gold deposit in Colombia, for example. And, and that process illuminated to me something very similar to building technology companies, which is, Hey, there's this big kind of come to Jesus moment of a, of a moonshot where if we're right, there's going to be lots of upside. Um, but it's the success percentage is maybe not as high as, you know, starting a, a hot dog vending business, uh, at a state fair. So, um, I guess through that, the sort of years I spent raising capital in the mining world, it just became this idea to me of, well, why couldn't we use this platform to raise capital in Canada? Um, you know, I guess I'm loosely a proud Canadian who believes that we don't have to leave this country also to finance great business ideas and, and build things. So um, I, I, I've always encouraged entrepreneurs that there's lots of avenues to raise money. I think people probably are set up, they hear oh, public markets is really difficult or costly. Um, but there is a really vibrant scene of, of people in this country that will finance um, ideas. And, you know, the, the sort of idea that there's a realization of value every day because it has a stock quote is, can be positive and it can be negative when you're when your uh, stakeholders are constantly getting a quote for something that sometimes is illiquid. That's also can be frustrating. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been good for us. We've raised over six and a half million dollars over the last kind of four years to build our business. And um, many of the investors that participated in that first round are still investors today and participate in our last round. So it's still the same idea of uh, in a private company, you're building value and publicly we are too. You just have the opportunity, you know, to sell your shares if, if you wanted to. Yeah, that's terrific. Can you uh, give us a snapshot of where the business is today and um, you know, where are you going to be in, you know, kind of that vision of, you know, three to five years from now? Sure. And, and it'll probably change a year from now, but I'll do my best. Um, I mean, when we started the company, it was explicitly to build a network of drone pilots that were on demand for agriculture. Um, after our first year in business, we realized that a lot of our customers said, hey, what should we do next with this data? Any ideas? 
And uh, that was the first realization I had as an entrepreneur that one, how valuable is it to listen to your users? Um, and two, your roadmap will constantly change to your customer needs. And I think being open to that and listening to them is a really good way to progress your strategy. Um, so that's led us to where we are today, which was, okay, we have this network of people that are able to get out to farms at a cost-effective and reliable way. Um, so what else could they be doing? So, you know, started with drones and now we've added soil sampling. We actually do weather station installs and, and other custom projects where you can imagine it's just difficult for certain people to cover the, the geographic and logistic challenges that agriculture provides. Um, are we going to get into last mile delivery? I don't know, but, you know, potentially there's times when someone forgets to drop a seed bag off at a customer's uh, ha uh, farm and, you know, maybe our guys are passing through and can do that. So th I think that's one avenue where we're just trying to add more products and services to um, our data collection network. On the other side, um, being focused on insights, I think we're, as we're getting more data, we're starting to learn faster and we're starting to build different algorithms that look at different types of data science. Um, obviously there's millions of papers being written about the potential for artificial intelligence and machine learning that I think, you know, we're, we're not pretending to be naive to, but we're also trying to still go back to, well, what are our customers asking for and what are the true pain points that they need solved? Um, and, and as we develop those, it'll, it'll continue to, I guess, set the agenda of what we specifically focus on. But if I see where we are today and where we would be, you know, three years out, it's, you know, continue to try to double our network uh, that we cover. So expand into more states and more provinces and extend into more counties within those states and provinces. And then really uh, start to scale the productization again of our insights group. So create web tools that people are able to interact with without necessarily always having to have a human hand hold, hold you and um, accelerate innovation so that more and more people can experience our products uh, again, without having to go through traditional email or phone call systems. Um, so focusing on North America and doing that a little bit better. And uh, Joe, as you told me many years ago when I first started, get a customer, keep them, get another one, keep them, uh, keep her. So we're, we're just trying to do that every year. Pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we get to work with a lot of uh, small uh, companies and people starting their own businesses. So uh, do you have any advice uh, you'd want to give sort of entrepreneurs starting out? Do it. Just do it. Don't think. Uh, get going. Um, that I think that's really the thing. It's like, um, you know, be ready for hard days because there'll be lots of them. Uh, but there's also so many amazing days. And... Uh, it truly is a reward to be able to be an entrepreneur, like taking a leap to, to just kind of do your own thing and, you know, set your own hypothesis about what you're trying to solve um, is, is a really great feeling. And I think there's, there's so many people in this country that have amazing ideas that are, they're probably multi-million dollar businesses. And uh, I think they always think, well, I don't know how to write a business plan or, you know, do whatever. And I mean, I'm a perfect example of it. I'm here. I am in an agriculture business and yeah, sure. I've been to farms before in my life, but I grew up in Toronto and I think a, a natural feeling for humans would be, well, I'm not a systems expert. So how could I possibly do it? And, and I think in business you find that it's just, you learn as you go, 
and you learn more and more as you go. And uh, the amount of information I have in my head about farming today versus five years ago is, you know, staggering to the point I never thought I would know this much about it. And um, so I would use myself as an example that if you get going and you get trying, um, you'll start figuring things out. And, and you might learn after two months, like oh, that idea is not that great. Um, but, but failure or, or attempting to fail is really the best way to learn if you're onto something and, you know, you can't do that if you don't do it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that information. Um, before we head out, is there anything else you want our viewers to know about? Uh, I guess like selfishly from our company, we're really proud about, you know, what we've been up to and it's, um, it's an interesting, I guess, experiment into you start locally and you get to know your local market. And, you know, we just started expanding into other places because we started to see our customers um, have value. And I think like if I were to leave any piece of advice also for folks is, you know, really spend that time listening to your customers. And um, it's, it's the best asset you could have someone who's willing to give you advice or feedback on something, uh, get out there and listen to them. It doesn't matter how great your prototype is or the idea you have. It's getting something into market and working is, is like the hardest thing ever. And, and then, but as it starts, you know, trust your instincts and try to multiply it in ways that you can. Um, and, and I think focusing on that and, and not necessarily always focusing on, the, like it's funny the the companies that get headlines are the ones that raise the most money. And I've always been surprised of why that's happened. Um, I guess it's a bit of the CNN effect of it grabs a headline when someone you know, raises a hundred million dollars, but um, there's so much ingenuity and opportunity happening in entrepreneurship. And um, it's just, uh, it's, it's really great. We're a small micro chasm of that happening, but, um, I think it's great. And I, I think more and more Canadians should be obliged to do it. And, you know, with COVID going on right now, we might see lots of new companies pop up as people say, Hey, now's the chance. Like I'm kind of working at home and uh, maybe I have an opportunity to do it. So um, I guess that's one potential positive thing that comes out of the situation that we're in, in the world. And um, I think the other thing, which you folks at the accelerator do so well is, you talk about the value of networking and the value of reaching out to a network and helping people before asking for help. Um, it's something that I've seen through both of you over the years of just a, um, a kind of unnecessary thanks of just helping people that are on this journey. And I think that's one thing we would leave behind too. Like, anyone who wants to exchange ideas, like it's not a competitive threat, let's talk. And who who is building a business in this country, like there's a huge community of people that are out there to help and support you. And you'd be surprised. Anyone who's gone through it is happy to talk about it. And uh, sometimes in your days where you're wondering how the heck do you ever build yourself out of a hole you're in, there's people there that have been through it and can give you perspectives. So those are some of the things I guess I would take away from my journey and share with anybody that's uh, listening to these uh, podcasts that you guys are putting together is it's, it's, uh, it's hard, but it's easier if you network and spend time getting to know everyone else who's going through the same challenges as you. And it's, it's really rewarding to share that uh, feedback. Thank you. Well, we've always been, uh, you know, impressed by your drive and your, your leadership 
and you know, I'm very proud of uh, you know how well you've learned and adapted and networked. And I'm really excited about the future of Devron. I think you've got uh, lots of momentum now. Your 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 team is building out nicely, and I follow the stock every day, uh, you know, online and uh, and um, you know, and I know it's only going to do one thing. So uh, you know, really proud of you, and congrats on all your progress and success, and Excited to see, you know, where you are in three and five and 10 years down the road. Oh, thanks. That's really nice of you to say, Joe. And it is, it is a funny thing to think about, actually. Like, you know, you watched uh, Dragon's Den and you see all these great ideas and it's like, oh, I really wish I was uh, Kevin O'Leary and I could even write a $50 check towards that company. You know, with a, uh, a public company, anyone, anyone can be an owner of it. And, and that is kind of a cool thing. And something that I take very seriously, like, as a CEO, you know, you're out there raising money from stakeholders and, and then any, everyone can be a stakeholder. And it's, so it's half my job is protection of capital to make sure that we're making smart decisions to give people uh, an opportunity, you know, to grow their investments. And it, it is, uh, it, it's great. It's cool. Well, and you have a pretty special board and group of advisors too. You should uh, let people know that it's just not David. Yeah. And, and I think, that that's probably another good takeaway that any young company, you know, to leverage experience and expertise um, is to go out and, and find a good board of people that generally identify with, you know, your morals and values of business that you're trying to, to go. And, um, you know, recently a, a new round of investors that we had was led by Bill Linton, who used to be the chief financial officer of Rogers communication and, it's on the board of the stock exchange here in, in Toronto, as well as uh, Empire, which owns Sobeys. And it's, it's a testament to like these people who, you know, are a later stage of their life are still dedicated entrepreneurs and want to provide guidance to companies. And um, we've got a number of you know, folks that have spent a lot of time in agriculture on our advisory board, as well as technology leaders. Um, who are all giving perspective and saying, hey, over 30 or 40 years of my career, this is a few things I learned. So, you know, you still need to make some of the mistakes yourself, but if we can take away half of them, uh, maybe we'll ac accelerate your development. And that's been one of the best things I've been able to learn. And it's, it's kind of a, it's a unique way for a startup as well that has no money and no resources and no information is you go out and find some like-minded business people and you say, I'm trying to build this amazing thing. I need your help. You know, would you be willing to help me? And I don't have anything to pay you. <laughs> yeah. Um, how can our listeners connect with you online, Dave? Uh, so c corporately, we've got a Devron Twitter and LinkedIn account. And uh, I think there we're actually, we've been doing a lot of work on Facebook as well. So at Devron UAS of various handles. Um, for me personally, you know, phone at the office, um, or email D McMillan, M A C M I L L A N at Devron UAS.com. Uh, any entrepreneurs that are looking to share stories, connect, understand public markets, anything I could ever do to help. Um, I, I'm, I'm here to, to kind of do it all. So, um, yeah, those are probably the best ways to get in touch with us uh, directly. Thank you. Um, and I'd just like to thank our listeners uh, for tuning in to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast. And thanks again, David, for joining us and uh, sharing about Devron uh, UAS with us.
Thanks, Michael. I really appreciate you organizing it. And Joe, always good to see you.